how do you think we should title this podcast? Because I, I have oh, a feeling yeah. the word cemetery shouldn't be in it. You're right. It does sound <laughs> kind of, oh, <laughs> let's, let's listen to that. that that's not going to jump out at people. Announcing though. a new podcast. <laughs> First episode, The Cemetery. <laughs> Get the degrees and just remember this, please. I say it's, it's always cool to miss <laughs> We have 23 RAF cadets that died in Mesa, Arizona during World War II during flight training. That's exactly right. And when they were so far away from home here in World War II, these boys could not be sent to home and were buried here. Actually, I have heard that the Queen actually owns the land where the people are buried. It's the only part of the cemetery that has the green winter grass. The manager of the cemetery, and he always complains to me and said, everyone's jealous because the green grass is here. I want the green grass where my family is. And he always just tells them, this is the Queen's property. One of the very best things I get to do as mayor is speak at the Royal Air Force Memorial Service. It happens every year on the Sunday before Veterans Day, right on that plot of royal green grass in the Mesa Cemetery. And no one knows more about it than Naomi Hancock. She organizes the event every year. Now, Naomi, I think once you start talking, people are going to try to, to put a handle on your your accent. So help us, is it, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, is it Wickenburg? Where, where, where exactly would, would you I'm place I'm actually it? from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, which is on the border of Scotland. So I'm called a Geordie. That's, that's my accent. It's Geordie accent. That's great. And, and I know I, I saw on social media, you just commemorated 10 years as a United States citizen. Is that right? I did. Yes. Yesterday was my 10th anniversary of becoming an American citizen. I'm absolutely Delighted, and it was my greatest honor to become a citizen. I'm very, I am a very proud American. Well, congratulations! You've you've really contributed a tremendous amount to our community. What happens in the Mesa City Cemetery on the Sunday before Veterans Day every year? This is the 75th consecutive anniversary hmm. of the the Remembrance Sunday for these uh, boys. Really, they were very young who died in training to be pilots for World War II here at Falcon Field. Naomi, for those people who don't know, what, what's the connection between these RAF cadets in the, in the cemetery and Falcon Field? Oh, right, yes. Um, so the British decided we were running out of pilots, and so they started to train very young men to fly the planes in the war. They didn't have anywhere to train because of the flak and the, the fighting that was going on, so they shipped the British young men here to Mesa, um, they they built Falcon Field as, and it was called Number mm-hmm. Four Training School. So the British young men learned to fly here, and dur- and thousands learned. There were thousands of pilots mm-hmm. that graduated flight school here, and they picked Mesa because the weather. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Right. Every single day, beautiful sky, no yeah. clouds, no rain like like in England. The weather was difficult for the the cadets to deal with sometimes because it's hot and they had woolen suits that they had to wear as their uniform. Not a lot of air conditioning either Not a lot of air conditioning, no air conditioning in the planes at all. So the British actually built Falcon Field and so that's why if anyone's driving by there on McKellips and between Higley and Greenfield, they'll see the British flag flying and it's a nod to the British that they built it. Well, for anyone from Mesa visiting England, we all need to to, make sure we say thank you. 
the, the story is just so interesting. They have these young men who came on steamships dodging U-boats, you know, to get to the United States and then a long train ride to the Arizona desert only to, to have this very dangerous experience of learning how to fly airplanes. And, and obviously at least 23 of them perished in, in that process. That's exactly right. And now a word from our sponsor, Visit Mesa. So, John, I see on the Visit Mesa website that Mesa is a autism certified city. And I just, what does that mean? Mark Garcia, who's the head of Visit Mesa, our, our convention and visitors bureau, he has an autistic child. And so he's he understood the challenges that, that families face when they, they, they travel. So he, he brought this to our attention and he championed it. And it, it really, it, it's become a real point of pride for our community now. So what being a, an autistic friendly certified city means is that our public safety personnel, our, our library personnel, our parks and recreation staff, people who, who interact with the public have gone through training. And they, they recognize the challenges of, a, of a, an autistic child or a family member. And they are specially trained to, to try to, uh, to make life a little easier for them oh, and, and to respond. But it's particularly a good idea in the hospitality industry where uh, hotels and attractions, people, again, that are interacting with travelers are particularly attuned to the needs of, of, of families that have autistic children. So something that we're very proud of. And did I also see that it's America's first uh, autism certified city? We're very proud that we're the first ones to do it, but uh, we... we certainly won't be the last. There's a lot of uh, cities that, when they saw us do it, are, are nipping at our heels and anxious to do it as well. So uh, thank you to Mark and thank you to Visit Mesa for, uh, for bringing this idea to the city and figuring out how to do it. Learn more at visitmesa.com. We'll get back to Naomi in a minute. The RAF plot isn't the only story worth telling at the Mesa Cemetery. That's why the Mesa Historical Museum sponsors a cemetery tour every year. He was the first African-American doctor to allow the practice in Mesa. He arrived in Mesa around 1929. They came back to Mesa, they opened their floral shop in 1938. It was on 10 North McDonald. And one of country music's most famous names is buried here. There's a story that while he was on tour, uh, they bought him, his band bought him Buddy Holly's old motorcycle, put it in the hotel room. And when he came back and found it there, uh, he was really surprised to see it. He recognized it, and he said, what do you do at midnight when you walk in your hotel room and there's Buddy Holly's motorcycle? Well, you jump on it and you start it. It was midnight. The sounds echoed off the walls. It was very loud. And he said he was sure Buddy appreciated it and enjoyed it. <laughs> Waylon Jennings, Section 766, Lot 1, Grave 6. How many times have you seen someone get arrested on TV and while he's getting handcuffed, he's told, you have the right to remain silent? Those famous words were the result of a world-famous legal case. On appeal, his attorneys successfully argued that no one should be denied their rights by ignorance. And the Supreme Court agreed. So now each of us, if we're taken into police custody, has to be informed that we have the right to remain silent and we have the right to an attorney. Ernesto Miranda, Block 677, Lot 1, Space 2. And on the most recent tour, I got to tell people the inspiring story of Japanese-American Zito Ishikawa. This is a story that really is so good, it sounds like a, it's a Hollywood movie, and that's because there was a, ver a very similar story that was turned into a Hollywood movie. More about that in an upcoming episode. Back to Naomi and the RAF. 
So, Naomi, for those who haven't had the opportunity to go to one of these services, the atmosphere is just so amazing, partly because of the presence, in my mind, of the, the, the bagpipes. Our very own Mesa Caledonian band, and they are a full Scottish pipe band, drums, the whole thing, and they are quite famous. They've actually been to Edinburgh and performed at the Edinburgh Tattoo, which is famous worldwide. The Scottish and American Military Society mm -hmm. have a huge part of this memorial. They come every year and they do a colour guard, and they do it in the British style. Colours! Left! This. And we have a flyover, the commemorative Air Force will do a flyover of warbird planes right at 11 o'clock on the 11th day of the 11th month. We'll do a missing man formation, which is when the planes fly in formation and one plane leaves the pack of planes and goes off and puts smoke out the back and it's to represent that the plane that went down. The role of honour each year, we, we name off each person that is buried there. Peter D. Campbell, Walter W. Chamberlain, Reginald G. H. Clark. We have uh, two Mesa gentlemen who play the bugle and the trumpet. They play the last post and taps. We always read High Flight which is a beautiful poem, um, it's an Air Force poem. And while with silent lifting mind I've trod the high untrespassed sanctity of space, put out my hand and touched the face of God. There's a wonderful original poem that is was written by a Mesa war bride. Tell us about that. John Baker, who reads that every year, his mother wrote it. She was a war bride. Oh, England, if they all must fade as summer passes by and leaves turn gold and red and brown beneath the autumn sky, then keep for me, if I come late, one rose beside the wicked gate to soothe my yearning heart of pain. Oh, England, till I come again. But it's a very sentimental, beautiful, moving ceremony. The times that I've gone to this event, there's a phrase from a poem that, that's read there that just sticks in, in my head. If I should die, think only this of me, that there's some corner of a foreign field that is forever England. And for at least these 23 men, that, that corner is here in Mesa, Arizona. That's exactly right. Naomi, it, it's, uh, it's a treat for some of us just to listen to you talk. I, I love your, your, your British accent, and I, I'm sorry if I was teasing you about being you know, from, uh, from rural Arizona, but um, do, do you get a lot of uh, positive comments on All that? All the time. I'm talking my poshest English. I mean, I'm really <laughs> trying to be posh so that people can understand because my accent is so thick. The Geordies have their own language. If I spoke real Geordie, you would not understand a word I was saying. Give me a, a, a Geordie uh, accent. Oh, uh, I'll give you an example. example. So, you know Sting? Sure. He used to sing in the police, Sting. Uh -huh. He's a Geordie. Oh. And I went to a concert of his at Phoenix. Yeah. 
and I was at the front and he was introducing all of his Geordie band and he said, this is so-and-so and he's from Newcastle. And I went, how are the lads? Like that. And all your Geordie would know, that means, come on. How are the how lads? How are the lads? How are the lads? That means, okay. come on, the boys. All right. You know, like you would go to a football soccer game and you'd shout, how are the lads? <laughs> and so I shouted, how are the lads? And Sting himself looked at me and went, I, how are the lads? And it was my single most greatest moment. <laughs> On behalf of our community, I just want to thank you for keeping this tradition alive and uh, giving us an opportunity to reflect back on the significance of that war and these great examples of these young men who made the ultimate sacrifice. Oh, thank you. That's my honor. Here's a one to close us off. Howe let's ganyem. And howe let's ganyem means come on, let's go home. And here's to the 23 British airmen who never got to go home. We remember you. Away the lads. I went back and listened to the RAF memorial service, and you told a really great story about your father. Mm -hmm. Do Do you mind just telling that story and why it's meaningful to you? I'm the youngest in my family. My father was a World War II veteran. Uh, served in in the South Pacific in the Marine Corps, you know, had all those uh, horrible experiences Mm -hmm. that he would never talk about. Mm -hmm. And then later, you know, was a principal, elementary school and principal uh, in Mesa for for many years. Some Mm -hmm. people might recognize uh, Clarence Giles was his name. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father was a stoic individual uh, and just a a leader of our family in in every way. Uh, When I was younger, my my brother was uh, an officer in the Air Force stationed in England, Mm -hmm. and that was a great excuse for our family to go to England. And I remember about a week into that trip, I was kind of done, you know, seeing bombed out uh, churches and 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 so. But we were uh, in a bombed out church, uh, waiting to to get into a restaurant. Uh, And so, in the walls on the walls of this bombed out church was a beautiful memorial with a, a just a huge list of names of mm. the RAF airmen that had lost their lives you know during that bombing campaign mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I thought oh that's interesting I've seen a lot of this while I'm here sure, and I yeah. just kind of move on mm-hmm. and it's time to go into the restaurant and we can't find my dad so I go back you know retracing our steps and here's my father who is standing and <laughs> in front of this memorial and he's weeping and I've never seen my dad weep before the, the, the names on that wall were his peers. You know, these were, that was amazingly real for him. Um, and it just taught me this, this uh, very deep lesson about the significance of World War II to my parents mm-hmm. um, and how life-changing it was. He probably thought to himself, I could be on a wall somewhere. Yeah. I shared that story at the RAF Memorial because... Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it reminds us that we what a shame it is if we don't learn the lessons of that war. Right. Uh, our, you know, for me, I'm one generation removed from it, but I need to make sure that when I come to this event, I'm bringing my children and my grandchildren, and mm-hmm. I'm reminding them that there's some, uh, let's not continue to learn this lesson over and over and over again. So that that's one of those Mesa unique moments that I'm thinking, you know, I'd, There's a lot of other cities that don't have this opportunity to have that very poignant, important event.
This episode of It's Always Cool in Mesa is brought to you by Visit Mesa, City Limitless. To learn more, go to visitmesa.com.